Hey, this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase them all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to AT Corner. For today's episode, we are talking about when injuries happen off the clock. You guys, we had so many submissions for this. I'm not even kidding. We had to split this episode into two. Whoa, that's awesome. So I think just a sneak preview about what we're talking about today so you guys can get excited. We have someone who had an injury at their wedding, at a concert, on a plane, a few at Disneyland, a few while shopping. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) At home, and then out eating, and even in the tax collector's line. I'm... I, when you first told me th- that like topic for that one, I'm very intrigued and I can't wait to hear that story. I was very surprised. I didn't think that... W- I thought this was going to just be a normal topic. Well, I think this tends to happen once anyone finds out what we do as athletic trainers. All of a sudden, you become the person they seek advice and treatment and everything. You want to jump into our first story? I think we should. Okay, so... Stephanie W. submitted that she had to work while at her wedding. How many brides do you think would be ecstatic that they had to work during their wedding? And she was in her dress. Oh, no. So she said, it was around nine at night and I had like three people come up to me while I was in my dress and say, so your cousin just messed up his ankle and he says he's fine, but he can barely walk. So I walk over to the dimly lit porch that he's sitting on. with a tiny bag of ice on his foot. Of course, since it was a wedding, there was some drinking going on. Everyone was of age, so he wasn't feeling much pain. He was given... Of course he wasn't. So get this. He was giving his fiancé a piggyback ride when he rolled his ankle in a ditch. Sounds like a wedding. That sounds about accurate. (laughs) By the time I had gotten to him, it had been about 10 minutes since he rolled it. But man, that thing swelled instantly, and it was localized to lateral malleolus and instant bruising. Ooh, man. The last time I saw bruising and swelling like that, the athlete fractured her fibula. So, of course, I'm over there doing special tests, <laughs> and he's attempting to be a tough guy. But now, f- mind you, attempting is attempting. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, I couldn't really see his face to get a reaction in terms of pain, and he was saying everything was fine. The swelling went to mid-calf on the lateral side. Oh, my good, There is some damage there. So, I wrap him up with an ace bandage, which, wow, ace bandage at a wedding. <laughs> That's prepared. I know. You're ready. So I wrap him up with his ace bandage to try and help the swelling and wrapped him up all the way to his knee because of the bruising and told him he needed to go to the ER and use crutches. Well, he refused to use crutches that night and luckily he went to the ER the next morning and they took x-rays and nothing was broken. That's good. It's been a little over a month and he's still out of work. So he's going to go to a follow-up appointment soon to get more x-rays and see if he needs surgery. Man, that was an intense piggyback ride. Right? But kudos to the bride for willing to work on her wedding day in her dress. Hey, at least it was like near the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I thought this takes the cake. Oh, get it? Wedding and cake. (laughs) That was pretty good, babe. You want to hop into the next one? I think we should. This is the concert one, right? Yep. You want to read it? So Jordan R. sent us, I was at a Black Keys concert, good good taste in music, I like it, (laughs) when someone went down. I was actually with my mother, who is an ERRN. 
and we both went into go mode. It was kind of cute. I know we, that's kind of cool. I know that's awesome. Uh, mother and daughter to work to save the day. <laughs> we saw the man go down in his 40s with a bunch of guys, all with two beers in hand, and they all tried to catch him, but he hit the ground so hard on his head. Beers flew. Oh, that's the that's the biggest victim here. <laughs> beers are gone. We came over and quickly identified ourselves as healthcare workers as we looked slash yelled for security to call EMS. That's kind of hard during a concert. Oh, yeah. It's loud. A lot of things are going on. There are crowds. Oh, yeah. My mom started assessing vitals. I'm at C-Spine asking his friend about conditions, allergies, or medications, and he kind of came to, looked confused, and tried to get up. And we all tried to keep him down, but he rolled fast and got to his knee and passed out again. But this time, we were there to catch him. I know. Good thing. Yeah, seriously. When EMS came with a stretcher, he tried to get off of it and got his legs around to the side and stood up and passed out again. Oh my gosh. This kid has passed out three times. <laughs> I was like, okay, if EMS can't handle this guy. I know. Seriously. We think he had a petite mal seizure or undiagnosed diabetic complications, which could explain why he was so confused and combative. His friends were useless with info, unsurprisingly. I mean... They're holding two beers in <laughs> their hands. <laughs> I'm sure they're mourning the loss of the two beers, personally. Oh, I'm sure. Once they saw them spill, they, they were just disoriented and didn't know what to do. What an environment to work in. I know. That's crazy. I, I, I don't know if I would enjoy working at a concert. No, you're supposed to be there to enjoy the music. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a super weird place to work. On a plane. <laughs> I see it. I see it on the notes. You know, this is why I scrolled down so you couldn't see it. <laughs> I'm ahead of the ball game. So this one's from Bill. Ooh, our good friend Bill. So Bill said he was flying at 30,000 feet on his way back from World Juniors in Canada with a USA Olympic team. We were between Newark, New Jersey and LAX. One lady began having a medical emergency. She was four months pregnant. Oh, no. I tried to be incognito about it. The stewardess made a couple of announcements over the loudspeaker for medical personnel on board. I didn't hit my call button at first, but the USA coaches and athlete that were on the flight back to LA told me I should respond. Well, it is kind of awkward because, like, what if, like, other people, like, turn the light, light on and, like, there's actually, like, you know, a doctor there or something. It's kind of puts you in an awkward position. I could, I could see that response. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There was also an RN on board. We were able to give her oxygen, high flow, and put her on cardiac monitor. I used a good old-fashioned BP cuff, stethoscope, etc. Then on the same flight, this is where it gets crazy. Oh, um, What? <laughs> I had to attend to another passenger who was having heart palpitations 30 minutes before What landing. is happening on this flight? I had to monitor vitals in the rear galley of the plane while on approach to LAX. The guy forgot his heart medication oh, at home no. in New York City, and he was going to be in LA for two weeks on business. Oh, that's bad. I was very lucky that we didn't have to land for the pregnant lady, which was the first medical emergency, mm -hmm. and the second one was toward the end of the flight. The stewardesses were nice enough to give me some extra food. Ooh. I know. Perks of the job. So then I was asking him, like, I never really thought about this, but are the 
in-flight personnel, like, are the flight attendants, like, kind of reliant that there's someone medically trained on the flight in case something happens? Kind of. Um, I do know, I remember reading this, that on these flights, they have a doctor on call that they can call for guidance. Oh, that's a good idea. So they determine if the flight needs to emergency land or whatever. I asked Bill if he knew, and he said, um, well, it's cool because they, they have a... a full emt bls setup nice. with like full aed oxygen tank fully stocked medical first aid kit and the airline personnel are trained for stabilizing an in-flight medical emergency if there's no doctor or trained staff as passengers oh that's cool yeah so good to know if you have a medical emergency on a plane that at they, least they have supplies <laughs> yeah you're not stuck thirty thousand feet in the air yeah, seriously, because they do not like to reroute planes because they're on such a tight schedule. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a story about an AT who saved someone on a plane? Like they did CPR? Probably. It was like a soccer team, I think. Like an AT for Oh, like, you're right. I remember hearing this. Yeah, there was an AT that saved someone on a plane because of CPR. That's so crazy. We want to do a CPR episode. Yes, that'd be very interesting. There are like way more people I like than I thought that have done CPR before. Yeah, seriously. There were some people that I, I didn't even know they had to do CPR before. So anyway, we'll talk about upcoming episodes at the end. I want to jump in. We have actually two Disneyland stories. What is happening at Disneyland? Which is so crazy because Disneyland has a staff that's specifically for guests in the park. I mean, makes sense to me because I always get the impression Disneyland is like its own city. Well, I think, I mean, it makes sense. I think safety is one of their, oh, like... Yeah. absolutely. They have, many people. they have so many people in the parks, especially like on those hot days. Oh, goodness. It gets toasty. So we have another MVP story from Nicolette. Nicolette. So she said, I was at Disneyland waiting in line to get to the, into the theme park. Oh, so this is not even like... In the park yet. Yeah, so she's waiting in line... To get into the theme park. So like at the security check prior to entering the park about two years ago. And all of a sudden this teenager, a couple of people ahead of me just fainted and like fell on the ground and everything. And I honestly just considered standing there watching, not doing anything because I was like, dang it, this is my day off. <laughs> I think we all feel like that yeah, at first. So I was going to say, this is how it always starts. We're kind of like, oh, it's fine. And then I was like, okay, enough. I walked over there to check and see if he was conscious because she just fainted and possibly hit her head. Wow. Turns out she didn't have enough to eat or drink. And I got the friend and told him to call security and their public safety people. Everyone around the girl just turned and watched her and no one even thought to help her other than the friend that was with her. At least the friend was helping. There's a total bystander effect, but I decided to be a good person. That is an MVP move by Nicolette. <laughs> So this is actually like, I mean, when we, I don't want to like jump into eating out, but when we went to dim sum. Oh yeah. And that guy just passed out. Yeah. We were waiting in line cause it was a, it was a packed day and this dude just, I didn't see it. We just heard, cause it was on the second floor. I heard we were it. We're on like the patio area. Yeah. Stand, we were all standing. And I heard slash felt the ground like vibrate. I mean, he was not a little guy. Yeah, he, he was he was a, a bigger gentleman. And then I look, dude's on the ground. And so Randy like pushes people out. of This is before I, I think this is before I was in the program, right? Yeah. So I wasn't even like, 
I mean, I was first aid trained, but like nothing else. <laughs> so yeah, I had to. This go- is, and you were already certified. Yes. So I had to go up to the guy, and you know, I was making sure. No, not was- just go up to the guy. He like pushed people out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> making sure he was okay, and like, like what's going on. So I'm trying to ask because he's starting to kind of come to. He's kind of like disoriented. Like you can tell he's pretty out of it. And I'm trying to figure out like he is a a bigger gentleman. Okay, is he diabetic? Like he might need food like now. And I think was he diabetic or he, they didn't they, they didn't sure. know. Yeah, so the people he were with didn't know. So we got him like orange juice. Yeah, we got him some stuff to sip on, try and get his blood sugar back up. And he he started feeling a, a little bit better, but I told him, you know, after i was done i just told him like hey if uh like if he's not improving right away like you guys should probably go to the er she sucks they lose their place in line yeah it was a packed day it was a packed day dim sum was good that day though <laughs> i do have to say i think my favorite part that came out of that was like we were with our friends and i think that before that like i mean i wasn't in the program so their only access to like athletic trainers was randy and I think that before, like, they didn't really under, like, it wasn't really a big matter. They didn't really care what he did. But then after seeing him in action, I think they're like, oh, you guys, that's pretty cool. Athletic training is pretty cool. Yeah, I had to go through the full assessment because he passed out. So I don't know if he hit his head, if he, you know, hurt his neck. So I had to go through that just to make sure. And what a morning. (laughs) You earned that one. Earned that that dim sum right there. Okay, so second one in Disneyland. So this one's from Dan F. He said, I have treated lots of people outside the workplace and off the job. People seem to fall in front of me all the time. That's an interesting (laughs) effect, Dan. (laughs) Very interesting. The girl that fell out in It's a Small World line at Disney from Heat Exhaustion was the most memorable. So basically what happened was Disney emergency response team was there in like two minutes. Nice, Disney. And they rerouted the line so no no other spectator's magical experience would be interrupted. See? So efficient. Crazy efficient out there at Disney when someone falls out. I had her awake and coherent by the time they got there, though. So really the real hero here is Dan. Oh, yeah. And then Disney took the credit. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like we are so valuable in in those moments before anyone else gets there especially like when we're talking about our patients the people who we're normally with and they they trust us but even like in the general public setting like some other healthcare professionals will obviously probably do the same thing but we and emergency response team are probably the most trained yeah to be able to provide that immediate care especially out in the world not just in the hospital setting absolutely we are good at making sure people stay alive until they need to go where they need to go and feel comfortable about it exactly so we actually have some while shopping interesting and this one actually i'm gonna jump because what we were just talking about kind of made me think about like this second story we have from Jennifer T. She said she was walking into Target and there was a woman face down in a pool of her own blood. From oh a my gosh. What? Which, I, I mean, I was like, wow, that's really scary. Yeah. She said the security guy was there, but he was just standing there waiting for EMS. <laughs> Wait, how is that your response is well, just to stand there? Well, here's the thing, too, is like 
I mean, the general public, they're this is yeah. like only things they see on TV, right? It's not like I was gonna say it's like the beginnings of a crime show. I know. Uh, so Jennifer said, but all I could think of was this poor woman staring at her own blood. I explained what I do, my certifications, and asked if it was okay to help. She said yes. So I asked for gloves, and see, that's important. That's right. Um, I always wonder about that. Like, oh, what if I like have to treat someone and and you don't have gloves? <laughs> yeah. So I asked for gloves and paper towels to at least get her face out of it and just staying with her at ground level and talked while waiting. I felt horribly for her since it seemed like no one knew what to do while they waited. I know, poor thing. She's probably sitting there like terrified about what's happening and no one's there to take yeah, care of her. Well, no one's even there to comfort her. Yeah. So I asked her like if she knew what happened. She said, well, it happened before I arrived, but... What a scary situation to be in. So I just considered how I would feel alone on the floor like that. Oh, absolutely. ATs can add value anywhere, anytime. You just said that. Exactly why I'm jumping to the story. Yep. That was a good segue. Well, because here's the thing is like, there's so much more you can provide in that situation than just medical care. Yeah, seriously. And even like, yeah, she she was able to provide at least uh, some cleaning up. But even like, if you aren't able to provide actual like first aid or which i'm very surprised because i feel like the security guy should have basic first aid training really i feel like they should considering that they're like the security like they would be the first ones to respond if anything were to happen so i feel like he should have first aid training but i guess also the same the same thing goes like we do this on a day-to-day basis and we know True. what to like in a situation where you don't have resources whereas like someone who's only first aid trains like yeah you took the assessment and you did the skills but do you really feel comfortable going up to a stranger yeah. and providing that first aid care? True. And on top of that without resources, do you really feel comfortable? <laughs> Seriously. So I think that this is so important that she was able to be there and just be able to provide that comfort beyond anything. Empathetic care. Mm-hmm. So another one while shopping. So Nicolette said... MVP! <laughs> she said, the second story... Uh, she, sorry, this is her second story. So the second story is about a cute, innocent lady in Bloomingdale's. This little old lady who had to be in her 80s walked over to the register that I was at and she had this cut on her arm that was bleeding and the associate was like, oh, okay, hold on one second, I'll be right with you. And then when she was helping her, she was like, oh, okay, how did you cut it? But not proceeding to like get her a Band-Aid or anything, which I thought was so <laughs> weird because I thought they should have had a first aid kit somewhere in that yeah, store. I feel like that would be reasonable. So then I reached into my purse and I got a large Band-Aid and cleaned it up around with the wipes I had bandaged, <laughs> the wipes I had and bandaged her up. She was so cute and appreciative. See, you know you're an AT when you travel around with some basic first aid <laughs> stuff. You know what's funny is, like, I don't ever carry anything with me. Like, I only carry my phone. But on hikes, that's when I really carry, like... We do have our little little hike kit. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, when you're on a hike... Oh, by the way, we got so many hiking stories, but we're those are going to be in part two of this episode. Ooh, because we literally... look forward to. We literally got so many. <laughs> I feel like that has to be common. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny is, I don't think we've ever seen anyone got get injured on a hike. Well, knock on wood. Yeah. I mean, we are always prepared for at least a little minor thing. 
I'm always just making sure no critters are following us. Yeah. You scared Parker by doing that. I was just keep being vigilant for mountain we were lions. On a, we were on a hike, and Randy's like, he's got his head on a swivel, but not just like a, like, just checking behind me. It's like a, like, panicked, like, turn my head really quickly, and our friend was just not having. He was like, what's behind us? Like, what? I'm just making sure we're not being stopped. Although that's, that's, this is the same guy we went on a hike with who we, we encountered some tarantulas and he like basically ran the rest hike because he was not. <laughs> I, uh, I almost stepped on a tarantula on accident. Yeah, he did. That's how we found it. I was, I wasn't because it's we. It's a good kn- thing that you didn't. No, <laughs> very good thing I didn't. And then they got so mad at me because I just wanted to take a picture and they Up were. close and personal I with a not, giant I was tarantula. Not that close to it. Very close. Also, I was not aggravating it at all. You don't know that. A picture like three feet away. It was, it was much closer than three feet. I was like further. He, he was in defensive mode. He was not in defensive mode. <laughs> I don't go around scaring tarantulas. That's not what I do. <laughs> That's not your hobby? Mm-mm. Okay, let's get back to the stories. All right, let's do this. So Madison G. sent in this one that I just still cannot believe. It's insane. And I don't know that I, I would do the same thing in this situation. Like, she is literally a warrior. Ooh, I'm intrigued. I'm so, ready. And I'm going to start it off saying that she said, I was sitting on my porch eating ice cream when I heard someone yell, I've been shot. Oh, that's um, that's not a good feeling. No. So this is like, you know, the first thing you do is like survey the scene. To make sure it's safe. That's kind of a scary thing. To, like, you don't know where the gunman is. Yeah, I was going to say, you usually take that for granted in your uh, scenarios. But this one, it's you really need to make sure the scene is safe. And she was just sitting on her porch eating ice cream, like of all things. Like, that's the time that you don't think any, like, like you have to respond. Yeah. So anyway, she said, I triaged a 20 year old male with two gunshot wounds one night in the summer after he had been jumped and shot with his own AK-47. He had a bullet hole through his right upper arm and one superior to his left scapula. I heard him screaming through the woods at my house that he was shot and no one was helping. When I got to the scene, there was a few people just standing, staring, and I asked, does someone need help? That's when the young man turned around his white shirt soaked with blood, and he was pale and sweaty. That's so scary. Yeah, that's really scary. I didn't waste a second starting to triage him. There was an RN on the scene, and she didn't do anything. Wow. That's terrible. So then I asked her about, like, man, I can't uh, I can't believe the RN didn't do anything. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah, the RN came over and checked his pulse. After I had the bleeding under control and she said, yeah, his pulse is getting weak. And I'm like, no, duh. Yeah, exactly. I called my boyfriend who is a U.S. Army combat vet and he rushed over to help me keep the kids stable until the ambulance came. That was kind of lucky. Yeah, no, that's awesome. This is a week before my job interview for my current position. And I told this story on my interview and everyone was floored. Instant way to get points in the interview right there. I know what a way to demonstrate like this is insane. Yeah. She said it was a lot, but I had never felt more in control. Sometimes I still see the hole through the kid's arm when I close my eyes. I feel proud that I saved his life, but also a little crazy for not even caring about if I was putting myself in harm's way. 
I did get the job, and they said my story about the emergency care was the best they had heard in an interview. Oh, there's no way that's getting topped. Oh, no. Like, that's pretty hard to top that. No way. You just demonstrated right there. And that was uh, Madison, right? Yeah. Nice work, Madison. Just awesome. insane. I can't. I'm. I have nothing speechless. to say. Speechless. <laughs> She's speechless. Way to work. Literally off the job. Yeah. At seriously. home eating ice cream. Yeah. So I know that those are hard to top, but I think we should move into something a little bit lighter. We'll just like at the mall out eating. You see, that thing is you're just <laughs> out eating, just trying to get your dinner, and then. These ones are not as scary. Stuff hits the fan. So they're actually, we got two choking ones. Oh, okay. So this one, um, Beatrice O said, a teenager was choking on tacos and I had to do the Heimlich maneuver. I was walking by and her mom was panicking and the girl had classic hands to her throat signal. Okay. It was crazy because everyone was freaking out and hitting her in the back. (laughs) And it's intimidating offering help to a total stranger, but I had... I felt like I had no time to be shy or think twice. So I just pretty much moved them out of the way and said, let me help. There you go. And I mean, it ended up working. Yeah, absolutely. I remember like, I have never had to do the Heimlich, I don't think. I mean, I think I would remember that. Yeah, neither have I. But we do have an interesting story about that with our friends. Yeah, so we do these like game nights. Like we used to do them like every month. Now we do them over Zoom like every two weeks, but. Basically, like, we just all have each other over at the house, and, like, we have a bunch of high school friends and college friends, and it's just fun time, and we usually stay, like, closer to the end, like, but I don't know, we were going somewhere in the morning. Yeah, so we had to leave early. So we left way earlier than we normally do, and so there are still people at the house, and I guess, like, right after we left a bunch of the people had gotten up to go get more food and one of our friends started choking and so the host of the party my best friend she actually had to like i mean she's first aid trained Mm -hmm. when we were back in girl scouts and so she actually had to like go through the whole like back blows and i think she was able to get it back with with back blows. yeah but it was so funny because they were like you guys just left i know right (laughs) And that's what exactly what we said. We said we were like, oh, man, we just left. Yeah, we just missed it. But I'm glad that it wasn't something that we were like. Exactly. Really needed for. So Christian actually also said that he was eating lunch with a friend and realized he needed some ranch for his fries. Okay. And so he went up to the front and a guy came up to the cashier with hands around his throat choking, which I guess is kind of smart. Yeah, seriously. Instead of just staying at your table. Yeah. Like, hey, I need help. Like, at least someone can, like, yell for someone who can. Absolutely. Um, he's Yeah, this one also had hands around his throat. So, classic sign. Without thought, I immediately knew what he was communicating and tapped his shoulder and told him, I'm trained, let me help, and he gave me a thumbs up. After three or four abdominal thrusts, the food came a projectile and his airway was clear. Followed up with a hug and letting him know some things to look and watch out for. Nice, Christian. The follow-up's always important. Mm-hmm. He's got a really good one for the next episode, too. Ooh. Where he, he, I asked him about his follow-up. Oh, I'm excited. I also have another uh, out-to-eat situation where I had to go to work. Oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah we were at nationals for track and field and uh there was one night we had plenty of downtime so the coaches and i went to go get dinner it was a great mexican restaurant it was pretty good and uh while we were waiting for a table this one girl was walking through you can tell she was stumbling like okay whatever she's probably had too much and then all of a sudden she's like almost knocking over the hostess stand and like this girl is not in good shape and how every one of these stories has started is i'm kind of like oh okay i'm kind of like i don't know if i should do anything but you can tell she was not in a good place so i i went over to make sure she was okay and you know she kind of was just blowing it off and then the worst part of this story is her friends were no help they just started leaving that's horrible. Yeah, her friend. So my biggest advice was get better friends because we're just gonna leave her there. Like this poor girl is not in a good place. So I told the restaurant that they should call nine one one because she was having a bad reaction to something. So you were with your coaches, right? I was. I was with my coaches, who progressed to go take their table once it was uh, <laughs> once it was ready. As I was sitting there trying to make sure this poor girl wasn't gonna pass out or anything. Hey, did they save you a seat? They did save me a seat. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it was it was pretty crazy. I think she definitely had a bad reaction to some kind of substance. That's crazy. So once EMS got there, I just kind of, all right, you guys got it. I can't really say that there was any time that I was outside of work that something happened where I needed to respond. I mean, other than our rock climbing story, which we'll tell in part two. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of good stories there that will relate to that one. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, I really can't think of anything. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't either. Knock on wood. I mean, even I spent six years teaching dance, and I've never had to respond to an injury. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I guess uh, it's not the injuries that follow me, it's the lack of playoffs oh no here we go <laughs> that's not a thing okay let's do one last story for this one is this the tax collector's line yep so this i'm is, so excited this for this is one also from dan f nice dan and he said another one was when i had a woman fall out from low blood sugar the other day in the tax collector's line people were like any medical professionals around and i was like yeah i am and i introduced myself and went to work I think as medical professionals, we owe it to our community to get our amazing name out there and be recognized for the great jobs we do. Thank you, AT School and Emergent Care Skills. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It definitely puts our name as athletic trainers out there in yeah, a positive not, light as well. Not as personal trainers. Exactly. Because personal trainers can do great things, but they're we're they're, not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's way different. Anyway, so that's the end of part one of our off-the-job stories. So if you guys are new, we actually do every other episode as education or stories. So obviously this was a story episode. So our next episode is going to be education. Yeah. And for that one, we are going to talk about a topic that I love, and that is pathological gait. So we're just going to look at some parameters that are pretty consistent with most overuse injuries and how those deviations in gait lead to those injuries. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, basically what Randy does is he's like a super reader. So he takes a ton of research articles and he synthesizes them and then he brings them in and we basically talk about them. Yeah. And then we put all the resources on our website so you guys have 
If you guys need more reading on that, you can do that. If you don't want to read, then you can just listen to us. And also, we get like to get some discussion from other clinicians out there and see what's worked for them. Exactly. And then if you do want to join in on the on the conversation, we actually have a Facebook group. You can head over to facebook.com slash group slash AT Corner Podcast to go ahead and go over and join the conversation, which lately we've been getting a lot of good conversation. Yes, we have. We've had a lot of good conversation. And I just want to point out that you guys... You don't have to comment the day of the episode because a lot of actually a lot of people don't listen to the episode for like a month. So like when we're when like, for example, we're supposed to when we're looking at our stats, we're supposed to look like a month out like that's the general time it takes for people to get caught up. So these discussions are if you go into our Facebook group, like there's a button that says episode discussions and you can go through and see all the different episode discussions that we have for every single episode, even our stories. So you guys can go ahead and comment on them and then they'll actually move to the top of the group. So then you guys, it like time is not a thing. You don't have to comment like the day of the week of. If you guys are like a year too late, like it's not late. Just go ahead and join the conversation. And we'll get notifications about it, so we'll try to respond. Yeah, we get excited when we see them. Yeah, so anyway, if you guys want to help us prepare for some upcoming stories, we also always post these in our Instagram stories. Um, Hey, that's funny. Oh, yeah. I never thought of it that way. So if you want to help us prepare for some, we're looking to do emergency stories. So this is like anything that you've had to deal with emergency related. Um, And then also we want to do... We want to hear about your experiences when you were first certified. Ooh, those are fun. Anything from like when you were like any really, really cool things you got to do or really scary things or anything memorable. We just want, we're leaving the topic super broad, first time certified. And lastly, we just want to remind everyone, please, if you love our podcast, please share it with your colleagues. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts. We love the ratings. And if you review us, then we'll share it on the show. Yeah. Oh, last thing. This is coming out before Election Day. So if you guys are hearing this before Election Day, go vote. Yes, go vote. All right, Randy, I think that's it. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye.